0: Welcome back to our next episode of Transformers, where we're going to be taking a look at Generation 1 from the 80s, Season episode 1, Episode 5. You can even watch this episode on Netflix now if you want to check it out and then see what our thoughts are on it.
1: We're not actually sponsored by Netflix.
0: I know. <laughs> not yet. Or buy them physically in any shop, like a Best Buy. I was like, I try to say where to get like the children's books and for the other podcasts. I made little inserts for those. It's fine. I was just being, I was just joking. (laughs) Okay, fine.
2: I don't want to be sued. Don't forget to introduce us yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to my left is Thomas, who is not going to introduce himself. (laughs) And through my computer (laughs) monitor (laughs) is Sammy, who I'm going to introduce for for her as well.
1: I mean, all right. I had a cool name. I was going to announce, but just have to wait (laughs) till next episode now. No, no, please announce your name.
0: Pretend Uh, I didn't do that.
1: Okay, I'm a hot (laughs) Samimus.
0: Hot Samimus. So, should I? So, you know what? I think my name sounds better. I could just be Hot Seanimus.
1: Also, Hot Tomimus.
0: Hot (laughs) Tomimus. I'm sorry. We come up with nicknames. (laughs) That'll be my nickname. Hot (laughs) Seanimus. People will be like, man, what kind of ego do you have, man?
1: No, I swear it's a joke. I swear it's a pun off of a transformer. Just let me have this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right then. So, here's the podcast. So let's start off again with what we liked and didn't like about this episode. Before we get into the main stuff that I know you're all going to talk about, I'm going to talk briefly about uh, this episode. the weird, awkward running of Soundwave. I was like, were they trying for comedy? Like he runs away, but he's flopping all over the place. And I'm like, Is, and the background music makes it feel like they're trying to make comedy that just doesn't work. What? Uh, you you thought that? Well, I guess...
1: He's got five cassette tapes in him, all right? It's sometimes, you know, maybe all the cassette tapes just don't really fit right, and he's just kind of like, man, I hate this, and it just kind of flops around.
2: I hate that I have to be the one to point this out, but I think they were trying to make a point of just how soundly Starscream and the Decepticons were defeated under his command. I think that's what they were trying to show, is just, just like, we are getting... Well, I guess they're not getting slaughtered because they're not dying, but Soundwave is just like I have to get the hell out of here. Losing control, he's just freaking out so much at like what's going on, and he's just like <laughs> sliding all over the place in a ridiculous fashion. I mean it's certainly weird for him to be running like that. You would think they would do something maybe do that with Thundercracker or Skywarp or even Starscream for yeah. them to react in a way like that, but not Soundwave. It's it's super out of character. <laughs> It's definitely, yeah, it's absolutely out of character. I see what they were trying to do, but they should have did that with another character. Me, Grimlock,
0: no like you. One thing I thought was funny, though, is the humans are like, there are Decepticons here to their boss, and these are just regular factory workers. I need to save this clip because almost every Japanese show afterwards, and even some of season two, people are like... Oh my god, that giant robot. What's that? These things have been on your planet for years. Do you not watch the news? Do so the writers just not like even try they
2: try to be like, "Oh, you know what? There's some continuity, but we'll just half ass it." So, I don't I mean, maybe they don't like to be televised or whatever because uh, there was another guard that kind of said the same thing. He's heard of the Autobots, the Transformers, and stuff, but he said he's never saw he's never seen one in person. So, Th- this is for Thomas. So, what did you think
0: of Humans vs. Decepticons, round two, non-rock edition. (laughs) Well, this time, instead of throwing rocks at them, they
2: actually tried to use their guns. Yeah, I kind of tuned that part out it's from the start where they were just telling Decepticons to freeze with their guns pointed at them. It was just like, come on, why are you even trying to confront them? They really don't know what the Transformers are for some reason. They really are just encountering them for the first time if they think that there's anything that they can do with their guns.
1: They're just very tenacious. They just don't want to give up without a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so- I guess in
2: this very scene, this same scene essentially, there's another point where Cliff Jumpers just doing dumb, bloodthirsty stuff <laughs> This time, instead of getting smacked about by Megatron, he gets smacked around by I think it was Starscream again. This time, yeah, yeah, yeah. he just runs in uh, and gets and Starscream just smacks him away. But then the rest of the Autobots come and they, they chase everybody. I,
1: I apparently I just don't have this hatred for Jumper like you do.
0: <laughs> I barely <laughs> remember him in this episode. I don't even either. I think he just he just he's focusing on all the
2: bloodthirsty Autobots because <laughs> he's just like, man, these guys. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just. It, Because the whole this whole concept just seems so dumb. You guys are so hopeless we talked about this in the first three episodes where who was it um, Hound or somebody yeah. they were all they were doing the bloodthirsty stuff Cliff Trufford's doing it this but it wasn't just limited to the show and the books that we read it kind of happened there who was it that got jailed and by Soundwave or ravaged and, shoots him in the and he face. just yeah and she keeps fighting and, sh- and shoots them and like you're in a jail cell why are you starting crap with these people and they're, they're just going to team up and just shoot you until you ball up in the fetal position come <laughs> on you guys have, you guys are so stupid sometimes. You don't think anything about the situation. Nah, just shoot it. It, makes, it solves everything.
0: Do the writers know how computers work? Because Chip is given a disk that will talk to his computer at work. Okay. A disk doesn't connect to another location. You need a modem for that. Unless this is just a magic disk. Or maybe it's actually a program. Maybe he already has a modem and this disk just happens to be the program that will allow him access... To the lab computer. It's getting a firmware yeah, I think update. It was a
1: program. Okay. So they're on the same program network, kind of thing.
0: Okay, so that's understandable. But what's not is what happens next. So his job sends him the antimatter f- matter formula on his computer, and Chip rips up the disc. <laughs> the, the The antimatter formula is on your computer, not the not the disc. You need to destroy your computer. <laughs> He and also raced it off his computer? Why did they even need to send it to Chip? He's already got it in his head because he helped create the formula. Why did he have to memorize it after getting it? He helped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Someone's really angry about this. It. Wow. It's, it's, it's weird that, like, I don't know, plot point with Chip, we, we both seem to have two different takeaways with the way that you're reacting compared to, like, <laughs> Because with me, I it just see. So I guess I'm finally. This is the first time I'm seeing Chip. He's not just the guy in the wheelchair that just seems so useless. Because I think I've seen one random episode where he's just rolling around on the battlefield, just falling over and stuff like that, <laughs> and get picked on. It, and I guess the way I always felt about humans with the Transformers is just always just seeing you guys are a waste of space, just causing problems and stuff like that. So I just thought he was always just, just another useless human. But I guess the way they introduce, in, introduce him, Child Genius. And then on top of that, what he does with the computer with controlling uh, prowl. prowl, it just seems, okay, you got, then, you're you actually more useful than any other human we've seen so far.
0: And, then, and what are it's the odds? Like, this random transformer is like, I need to tech to a computer and it happens to be the very same computer with the same character. So, already yeah, being, hunted that part, being hunted by
2: Decepticons. That part seemed really dumb. Who are you calling out help to? Why? What are you just sending in just a random SOS, SOS into space? You yeah, what know to have Autobots, up? Like, transmit your location or contact Optimus or something. He just sends out a random SOS. And what happened was, what, he got shot and got injured his battle computer?
0: Does that mean he can't shoot his gun because he has no targeting system? Can he not tell a friend from foe? Does he not even know how to punch anymore? Like,
2: I... <laughs> like he lost all his motor systems somehow, his battle computer. Which but apparently yeah,
0: includes I, walking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he could use stand up. <laughs> yeah, like <sighs> After watching him, especially after watching him control uh, Prowl like that, actually using the, the environment around him, like putting him in the plane and shooting off all those missiles and stuff like that, I was like, oh, well, I mean, you actually seem a lot more useful than even some of the au- other Autobots. He should do that, take that job full time, control like, cliff jumper and get rid of him he's <laughs> have him stop doing stupid Back to stuff Cliffjumper. <laughs> all right man he totally's out for cliff blood though. yeah he completely turned me around on what i thought always thought of like chip in the rest of the humans what do you
0: guys think nan of Starscream's reign as uh as about to say president <laughs> but, as, but as as uh as leader of the decepticons
1: Good. He did a good job for what he, for uh, the circumstances that he was given. Going against the Autobots is very tough work. We could see that Megatron has not survived a, or I mean, he has survived, but it, it's been very troublesome with the Autobots. And I think Starscream has done as well as he could, and probably as well as Megatron leading.
2: I feel like in a lot of those battles, he's kind of short-handed as well. So also, yeah, yeah
1: probably like no one is listening to him. Yeah,
0: the thing is, okay, so this will segue into it, but um, at first the episode starts continuing from the last episode, which is extremely rare in 1980s television, especially cartoons having continuity like that. That wasn't standalone.
2: Yeah, and this, this was like one big story arc or anything like that explicitly. It was, it's not like a part two. It was just a separate episode that just kind of continued. continued.
0: But then Okay, going back to Starscream's um, thing though. Uh, hey, he goes back for Soundwave. You think that would inspire some loyalty? But instead, Thundercracker's just like, "Hey, good job on your first outing as leader." And I'm like, "Wow, no respect." Yeah, I, I also this enjoy.
1: I'm sorry, just, I also enjoy how, like, when Starscream is retreating from that first fight, he just purposely runs into Optimus and then flies off. And I'm like, "What? What kind of petty maneuver was that?" <laughs> Uh. Uh,
2: I mean, I kind of had like the same reaction with just the way that they were like talking down on him just because they lost. You let him have just this is like his first loss under command. You guys are already abandoning him like what about all the other times all you've been nothing but losers under megatron how many losses were those and you guys don't abandon him why don't you give him a chance well
0: no. the last episode they got the energon cubes they needed to make the space bridge and they made a successful space bridge there you go under megatron's command that's not a fight though all right sean that doesn't
2: count (laughs) it doesn't count not one (laughs) bit. if
1: starscream was given the opportunity uh to make the space bridge work he would have done it fine
2: yeah, but Megatron said he didn't <laughs> trust them. Didn't Starscream build that that big gun that they were shooting at in the mountains? That he yeah, kind of I mean, built. Starscream and he got to started wasting the energy. <laughs> this is gonna become the
1: uh, like hashtag Starscream Protector Squad. <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to set the record straight. I'm not biased like some of these other Transformer fans.
0: I'm completely biased. Anything else about Starscream's reign
2: before we go into animation errors? Uh, yeah, that was about it. I mean, there were, wasn't really a whole lot that they did with it it would have been nice to do more but since megatron wasn't dead and he was clearly coming back already i think he already had contact with what mirage and um Mm -hmm. not mirage reflector and the camera. we'll see more of them it'll be okay (laughs) okay so animation errors
0: so did anyone else get that this was a completely different animation studio that drew these backgrounds and transformers yep Because we go to Cybertron, the background is completely different uh, for Cybertron, and then when you go into Shockwave's place, the entire background and everything is different too, and Megatron's face is actually drawn slightly differently. Like, he has angular designs on his cheeks, and he's missing those black eyebrows, like that black plate that was always colored from the previous episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, every time they did, like, a zoom-in of Megatron's face, like, it was
1: super detailed for no reason. It had, like, lines of shading and stuff, and, like, as you said, like, it was really angular, and just, it was designed very nicely, Mm -hmm. which is weird, and it was just him. (laughs) It's nobody else's face.
0: The the animators of this really love a certain color. Uh, All of Cybertron and all of Shockwave's place is pink. Which just leads me to another question, so... Transformers are supposed to be robots in disguise, and the first thing that Bumblebee thinks to do
2: is pink seat cushions.
0: <laughs> I don't even think those exist in real life.
2: I mean, maybe he's got, like, tinted windows or some kind of, like, reflective skin on it that nobody can see inside. Even though I like the animation, I thought the battles themselves were kind of
0: clunky. Like, they weren't as fluid as the last episode.
1: Yeah, they definitely spent more time on details, and also, like... I, it... Also, the humans looked better in this episode.
0: Oh, yeah, there was a lot of horrible Spike faces last episode.
2: Even in some of the previous episodes, there was a, the, the stuff that they were doing with the humans, the proportions were off. Especially, I think, the very first episode, Spike and Sparkplug show up. Spike is a, a large man that's <laughs> as big as his father. <laughs> yeah! I don't even remember uh. that. That was one of the, the very first episode. This one I didn't notice as much.
0: Also, you can tell they're not very good at movement because at the end, when the De- when Megatron and the Decepticons are landing, it's just a still image of them standing and being slowly drawn, <laughs> dra- moving the animation still slowly downwards, so they don't have to do any movement. But uh, the worst animation for this episode was S- Soundwave. This episode opens up his chest to make the energon cubes. In a really horrid side view animation. Did you guys see that? No, I didn't. I didn't catch I think that one. So? It was really horrible. It was only like three seconds, but it was just so awful. Like it stood out.
1: Apparently neither of us thought that it stood out that much. I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely remember the scene. I didn't r- recognize anything like bad about it. It was
0: right. In I the mean, beginning. it looked weird, but of course, who can forget Soundwave's ability to absorb or transfer the data from human brains? as a natural extension of his ability
2: to read the minds of Transformers. Oh, no, wait. Those are two completely different powers. Yeah, so this is one of those things where I just, like... I don't know that much about Transformers, especially the G1 stuff. I guess he just has his power as well. I kind of had the same thing with Hound as well because he shows up again after being gone for a, while, a little while and apparently Hound can like he has holographic powers as well. He can multiply. Oh yeah, he had them in
0: the in the pilot too. I think he just didn't use them to that extent. Oh really? Yeah, okay. cuz he he was the one that created the hologram of the entire city. Are you serious? Yeah, in the third episode. I thought that was Mirage. Whoops. Where was that? No, Mirage only becomes invisible. He doesn't create holograms. It's Hound that creates holograms.
1: Yeah, because that makes sense with his name. What Hound? I was being very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was trying to. Okay. I was
0: like, wait, what? Oh. I was trying to think of a way that that Hound would actually make sense.
2: So <laughs> I mean, so I guess basically he has the same powers as the Decepticon that, well, I guess it's not the same power. It's Reflector. That's his name, right? The, tr- the camera Decepticon? Yeah, cam, does the, he the, make
0: multiples? No. no. The he's, there's he's, just three of them. There's just three of them. Okay. Yeah. You saw like when they were shooting, when Megatron was shooting at Hound, that they were going through them. It was they were going holograms. through, yeah, because he's just yeah. a hologram. How are these people not like every episode? Why isn't Optimus just like, oh, what are we going to do? I know. We'll send in the guy who can turn invisible and the guy who can create holograms.
2: Why are they not just used every episode to get to the Decepticons? I mean that they should use. That's them. too OP. Yeah, I mean they should use them more often. I don't know why. I mean, I guess this is part of Optimus not being a good tactical leader as well, because he said he's using like his most powerful or most useful. Autobots. He sent half his team on patrol. Like he mentioned that in the in episode four. That's why they were kind of like shorthanded Like well, during remember, the road call,
0: he sent them out on patrol after they've already completely
2: defeated the Decepticons. Yeah, and they weren't able to discover the Decepticons building like this whole city under underwater, even though they have Bumblebee the whole time, who can apparently do reconnaissance underwater. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he should have checked out the ship. <laughs> but Mirage and Hound, they finally come back, so I guess their patrol was over. There was a an interesting animation. Area where where
0: they're trying to hunt Chip and Soundwave opens his chest, reuses a stock shot where he's inside before switching back to him standing outside, being outside of Chip's house. And then right after that, Soundwave talks, and they forgot to actually modulate his voice, so it's just regular Frank Welker voice.
1: <laughs> How did I miss that?
0: Oh yeah, there was a really odd animation area where after Chip talks near the end of the episode, there's a lot of. Paint splotches on his outfit for a second or two before it cuts to the next scene, as if someone just spilled paint on the animation cell. And was like, <laughs> I was like, "F it! This episode's got to go! I'm gonna get fired if I don't quickly send this out." <laughs> I was just like, it was the most hilarious thing I'd ever seen. I would totally get that animation cell.
1: <laughs> it's got to be out there somewhere.
0: Oh, the funniest thing was at the end when Sunstreaker picks Chip up.
2: I was like thinking, <laughs> I was like, "With that, <laughs> yeah, I was." It's like, oh, my God, he's squeezing him. It's not. It didn't seem like he was picking him up in a delicate way, but I was like, okay, he's not He's not squirming in pain, so I guess they really do have fine motor control and, and can do this in a delicate well, way. Well, also,
1: because, like, Starscream picks him up, like, in the wheelchair, too, and I'm just like, how are you not tipping him over and him just, like, falling out?
2: They were pretty kind to him, it seemed like.
1: Yeah, and they were kind to the other scientists, too. Like, when they... They go into the base or whatever, and it's just and like just we need the other him. human.
0: Leave him. Yeah, yeah, it's just like just leave him. It's fine. We we could kill him. They yeah. can't kill people. They can only threaten to kill them, as long as their gun isn't. But we also him. well, Megatron. We he also did, also he never got pissed see that off. guy again. Yeah,
1: we actually never see that guy again, though, right?
0: The scientist. Yeah, he's he's gone because they leave. They, I I assume they leave him alone in the factory while they go and hunt down... Oh, no, wait. Nah, no, He, he stays dead. there the whole time. Okay, never mind. He dead. Yeah, maybe he was just in another he room or off-screen. something. Yeah. yeah. Well, if he was standing in that room when he blew up
2: the antimatter energy on cube, then yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this doesn't really count an explicit animation error, but it has something to do with animation that is just still kind of confusing me. It's just... The scale of Laserbeak is just completely throwing me off because it seems he's small. Well, I immediately assumed that he's like a small, like bird-sized, you know, small enough to fit inside a Soundwave. I guess when Megatron came back, he, Soundwave, Laserbeak came and like perched on his arm. Yeah. But then there was the scene where he's chasing after Spike and Bumblebee. They go hide in a parking garage. Now, Laserbeak, he would either be the same size as Bumblebee or smaller, but he doesn't go after them. In that same thing, he just flies away as if he can't. He couldn't fit. <laughs> I, I mean, the, I I couldn't understand why didn't he just go after them? He had them on the run, and he seems like he's more than capable of destroying the scouts himself. So I don't I, question yeah. any of the scales anymore. I, like I give up yeah, I'd be mean, I, well I guess I'll, I'll probably have to get to that point. <laughs> I couldn't handle it like I paused watching it. I was like, I need to look at like a scale chart. Somebody needs to plot this out for me. Am I crazy or what? How big is Laser beak? And it seems like he is supposed to be the same size, but it just keeps changing. Everyone
1: keeps changing. like no one has a consistent size.:
2: Yeah, I guess I guess this is something I gotta just gotta move past to. <laughs> so how about we move to? main character.
0: Hey boys. I think that Chip is actually the main character this episode. He's like the whole focus and the reason that everything happens. Yeah. He even Agreed. controls Prowl at the end to save the Autobots. Wait, oh, not the end. He controls Prowl and then he helps put another device later to help save the Autobots on Thundercrack. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he specifically helped because Megatron's like, oh man, the antimatter is going to explode. I don't know if it was because of that <laughs> device. Or if it was because, you know, he's past the, the time limit to use them.
2: Well, the device that they put on them, what did it do? It. Uh... I
1: thought it changed the formula so that it made the antimatter unstable.
0: No, no. It, it made uh, the motor circuits of Thundercracker or Skywarp unable to move properly
2: so they couldn't use Megatron's antimatter gun form. Yeah, he couldn't move on his own. Right. own so he was trying. And what he was doing, he kept shooting the antimatter gun. And I think it just kind of like overheated and made everything unstable so the megatron is like oh, we have to stop this because you're not taking like measured shots and time you're just like losing control and stuff like that but yeah i would definitely say that he was definitely like the main character he was more in a main character than spike has been i feel like yeah. in every well, episode so far he's been
0: more useful yeah <laughs> this is what i was thinking when optimus thanked him at the end i was like we're proud to have you chip we're proud to have you as our audience stand in I'd say that was already Spike's role, but children don't like playing the damsel
2: in distress <laughs> when he started saying that line i to me, I thought he was gonna just gonna say to kind of like stick around with the Autobots and like help them like defeat the decepticons and stuff like that. But yeah, it just seems Optimus isn't a very good scout of talent and stuff like that, so you just let him go. I'd rather rely on Cliffjumper. He's reliable. <laughs> Again, Cliffjumper.
1: You're so- actually, you know what? You sound like Starscream from Transformers Prime now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know
2: I killed Cliffjumper? Oh my god. I just made that connection. <laughs> I completely forgot. Wow, that's Now I'm I'm really like, what's up with me? Like how could I be like I'm like a super Starstream fanboy. I love him and love his reasoning and motivation for everything. And then I just can't, Cliff Jumper is supposedly supposed to be new to me. I'm watching these episodes and just like thinking for the first time, just like, wow, this Cliff Jumper guy really sucks. I really hate him. I wish something bad would happen to him. And like, I already saw my favorite guy kill him already.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. You just, you had internalized
2: this. Wow. It was like, I guess maybe I watched Prime. was like, oh, Star Scrum. I had to kill an uh, the- autobot. What did Cliff Jumper ever do? Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I can- Thank you, Sammy. For <laughs> it- <for laughs>
1: You're welcome. I'm glad we've all learned something today.
2: Wow. wow. I can't believe that.
0: So, Starscream's blunders slash stupid moments. Don't tell me what to do. I'm not like the others. I do what I want when I want. I I like... The whole plan is, Spike, you will get distracted, so Starscream will pick you up. Then you, the other human, run in there. Hopefully Spike is still alive when you attach this to his knee. It's a foolproof
1: plan.
2: Uh, Yeah, that seemed like a weird plan. Just like... (laughs) Somebody ran up. He ran up with a jackhammer. It was hitting him in the leg with a jackhammer. I was like, "Oh, this
0: is so stupid." This this leads though to the actual a stupid moment that was actually stupid on purpose, and that's when Rumbles just like sees a boulder roll, rolling towards him and doesn't <laughs> doesn't see Mirage's footprints also because Hound is using a hologram of a boulder in front of him to hide, and and he's just like. He wonders what's up, and then he and Hound starts talking. So it's like a voice in his head. But I actually thought it was kind of funny. I remember this as a kid finding this funny when I was little. I mean, I didn't. I laugh. thought it was
2: cute. I didn't. It was laugh. a cute I, moment. I thought it was just stupid. I was like, "Wow, Rumble is an idiot. He seems like the dumbest Transformer period so far. He was so confused about what was happening with this rock in this <laughs> set of footprints." And then a voice just starts talking next to him. And he's like, is this in my head? Is this somebody trying to pull a trick on me? And he's just kind of like going along with the voice. But then right after that, when they finally get the humans out of that lab or whatever, and Optimus, a giant A.T. Wheeler, is barreling down on you. He just stands there. He doesn't jump out of the way or anything. He just gets destroyed as Optimus rams through the wall that he's standing on. He's an idiot. (laughs) he see after all that stuff on top of what optimus did yeah he just he seems to be the dumbest one even worse than the Dinobots. Any of you guys have any more stupid moments
1: this isn't really like a stupid i don't know it's just a weird thing but like after everyone gets fixed or healed towards the end of the episode it pans across to all the robots being like yeah i'm healed." And Jazz is just twirling his hands repeatedly. I don't know what it is, but he's just like, I'm having a really good old time just twirling my hands here. I guess they're working. I'm like, <laughs> I have a GIF of this. And, like, I could just stare at it forever being like, you just, you're just, are you trying to do Jazz hands? Like, is that what's trying to happen?
2: Oh, uh, that's um, weird. I, I wish I caught that. I want to go back and see this. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to keep him limber or whatever.
0: I think I saw I didn't watch it in this episode, but I saw it on the GIF that I was about to send you up before you
2: got. Here. I want to see it. Send it to me. I, I want to see this. Well, yeah, the gift is so beautiful. It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, any from you? This isn't this isn't a stupid moment, but I just I I'm still confused by what happened. So I guess I off air. I mentioned that there were three Autobots in the show that I wasn't familiar with that. I guess I, two of them I looked up. So, because I was just so confused, what are these guys doing? Because they called, one of them called the other. He said, all right, bro, to the other. Well, remember in the Sunstreaker and Sideswipe. Yeah, they're, remember we -hmm. uh, we read in the book that they were brothers. Oh, they're actual brothers. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that was one of the questions I wanted to know, is like, was this just a a brothers in arms kind of thing, or were they like, there's an actual, like, brotherly connection? So, I guess that answers that, but still that doesn't answer how did they end up out of the base and why were they on top of the flyers just rodeoing them (laughs) well that leads to the retcon
0: so in all these uh episodes the in between episodes three and four the autobots in our first major retcon have forgotten how to fly can you guys come up with a logical explanation for this i have already come up with my own in which I believe... Oh, so as they adjusted to
2: Earth's gravity, they found they could no longer defy it.
0: <laughs> That's all I could think of.
2: I would just say that maybe, building onto the Earth gravity, Earth's gravity thing, maybe there's more gravity, so they're not as energy-efficient as as the Decepticons. So the flying mode was just disabled because it uses too much energon, and unlike the Decepticons, where they just take whatever they need, the Autobots are more earth friendly They <laughs> don't want to use up too much of earth's resources <laughs> such a nice way of putting it <laughs> I, you.
0: do you have a, a made-up reason
1: i like thomas's answer but i was just gonna say they didn't want to be like the decepticons they wanted their own thing
2: the roads and failure <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't i yeah, i don't get it, it because it doesn't even make sense to me really from the standpoint of writing the show and mm-hmm. the characters why would you make why would you take away a key power from one side
0: well i think it's to make uh be by get, making the villains have more of a threat and more power it it's more you, you that way that they're, they're in more danger and so when they overcome it they've done extreme odds
2: to come and win well i mean i feel like you, you could still do that without necessarily taking away their powers the way it is how it was described in the first episode, the Decepticons scanned a bunch of machines of war, and autopots were just cars and. Mm-hmm patrol vehicles and stuff like that so they could always just be we're just like kind of like regular machinery going up going up against war machines and stuff like that i mean yeah i mean it would seem kind of odd why is a car man flying in the sky and stuff like that i mean from that aspect it looks seems kind of weird but then Soundwave flies megatron flies (laughs) and they don't and they aren't in in jet form yeah they don't have yeah they don't have airplanes or anything like that i think
1: from a from a not writing standpoint it's easier for kids to be like oh the flying ones are bad the ones that don't fly are good so if everyone's just flying around like they can't figure out who's who it's just kind of i mean they probably could but like it's easier for them to discern between the two sides
0: yeah then there's always the major retcon which just means that stuff you saw never happened they never actually flew those three episodes (laughs) and you just gotta rewrap your brain around that but i don't like doing that i like coming up with both reasons
2: (laughs) P.S. <laughs> reasons for why this is i guess how it is. did they always air those first three episodes how often did they air them uh, if... along along with all of the others it was always just in the rotation yeah. okay all kids right.
0: just adjust they deal with it <laughs> <laughs> so here's some deleted audio they must be the first few seconds of deleted audio i think is pretty interesting thundercracker sound wave follow me since when do you give the orders starscream since megatron deserted us in our hour of need thundercracker i am the new leader of the decepticons i like how nobody wants to be the leader so they just accept starscream being the leader they're just like eh, it's too much effort
1: it's fine Starscream wants to be leader anyways just let him
2: (laughs) I mean, it seems like that's always how it's been. It's, it just seems, I don't know, even in Prime, it just seemed when Megatron was gone, it's just Starscream just, they just immediately went along just because and just didn't really like, <laughs> they didn't really question it in the moment until later where everybody immediately just turns. Like It just takes a moment for them to realize, wait a minute, we made this guy the leader? <laughs> So it seemed like that same thing happened in this episode as well. We're like, we got to get out of this battle. He says he's the leader. He's saying, we got to go. Let's just do it before they realize, wait a minute, this is really dumb.
0: Try picking on a mechanism your own size.
1: I will, Prime. Bigger mechanisms make bigger
2: targets. And bigger bozos, Thundercracker. Stop! I mean, that's a really weird line I know. in reading. I, Sammy,
1: your thoughts on that one? It sounded just like a giant mouthful where it's
2: happening. It just seems like a lot of people just talking right on top of each other. It's just hard to discern. I mean, that probably would have been much watching that play out and like the actual animation. That would have been like a lot of scenes switching if they all weren't in the same shot. And stuff. Yeah, and
0: I couldn't even tell which Decepticon was trying
2: to fight Optimus at that point yeah. from that voice. I think it was Thunder, Thundercracker. Yeah. I think he's the one with the deep voice. Nico. Okay. Ejector. Operation Retrieval. Prime, we can't desert Chip now. Who's
0: deserting? We're just following Rumble's <laughs> advice to not do anything stupid. Autobots, transform for action. I've never heard Optimus say the word stupid, and it just yeah. sounded so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. I just, I just want to make that like, you know, one of my voices on my phone. Don't do anything stupid.
1: I love how he says it, like, stupid like like, he has such a i I don't even know what when he says that
0: but another one is just one dialogue that i don't even know optimus ever uses again but here it is
2: Uh, hey everybody listen up all right bro let's go autobots roll for freedom okay roll
1: for freedom
2: yes does when did the show become reagan's transformers (laughs) What? Super patriot? What? For... Uh, for... Well, I guess they do fight for freedom in a way. They mentioned freedom before yeah. uh, in the first freedom episode. Freedom
1: is the right of all sentient beings.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but
0: ro- role for freedom is like. <laughs> Are we playing D anD D? Roll for freedom. Is, are they getting ready to yeah, run a I marathon? Could,
1: like all I could think about is dice, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, they're they're playing D
0: anD D, or playing a nice board game. Like I don't even know where
2: that's placed in the scene.
0: Like, are they trying to free somebody? Or
2: it's probably the scene where uh, they drive. Well, I guess no, because mm-hmm. all the Autobots are inside Optimus at that time. I yeah. was going to say when they try to, when they roll straight at Rumble <laughs> on the wall.
0: <laughs> so that was some clips. Uh, so next. Megatron's energy. Sarcasm, not appreciated. This time, he used antimatter that's supposed to be extremely powerful, like one anti enerjon cube blows up all the Autobots and they have to retreat. But we're never told anywhere in the episode that antimatter is more powerful. We actually just watch it happen. It's like show without telling at all. And even at the end they never tell you that antimatter is unstable at least that's the impression that i got that antimatter was unstable and that's why megatron had to eject it before it exploded inside his chest
2: yeah i don't recall explicit description of what the antimatter was just seemed it was a way to get like infinite energy in a way but they never really talked about like it being like super unstable what you yeah that scene where he throws no description Mm -hmm. and it just made that giant explosion i was like oh wow this stuff is really yeah, crazy
0: it, powerful. I was hoping something would be on the deleted audio, but nothing was on there either. So, uh, so let's move on to our character spotlight. Cool.
1: <laughs> Blue Streak quote, I have never met a Decepticon I didn't dislike. Yeah, well, alright. Description, Blue Streak often talks incessantly and insanely. Inane? In... What? Inanely. No, that's inanely, that's a word. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> Blue Streak often talks incessantly and inanely, lightens the situation for all Autobots with his good-natured manners. Despite formidable weaponry and blazing speed, he hates war. Haunted by memory of Decepticons destroying his home city, firebombs... Wait, hold on. I feel like we're back to (laughs) Cliffjumper.
2: That's what I was going to say. No,
0: he wants peace,
1: right. That's fair, but... Got got some of that, that memories of Decepticons destroying home city. Like I, I can see that, that under Cliff Jumper's description. Firebombs up to eight point three miles and lightning like eighty thousand volt beam up to twelve miles of limited accuracy, often inhibited by his disdain for combat. Ah, that seems anti-Cliff Jumper. It is, it's
2: true. They took this this whole memory thing uh in two different ways. He takes those Japanese lyrics to heart. He takes that <laughs> violence and just throws it away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so here's the thing is blue streak is one of the forgettable transformers you see him transform in front of prowl and they're the exact same design except blue streak has a different insignia on his head i'm like okay i mean i saw this episode when i was a kid but i have no memory of any blue streak existing i don't remember his car form his robot form or his personality and i saw every like almost every episode of I must have seen almost all the episodes of season one and two as a child. Oh, really? Wow.
2: That's a name that I always hear, like, Blue Streak and He was in Prime as well. Nope. He wasn't in Prime. No, no. He's not been in... Blue Streak. Blue (laughs) Streak.
1: Go ahead. The only thing he's been in recently has been the comics, and even that was a bit part. But the only thing I remember him from the comics is because he was referencing wanting to watch Earth TV. (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, I, and also, he does make a joke about, it's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, no one cares about me. I'm just a recolor of Prowl. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, <What laughs> I mean,
2: you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow, that's weird. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like I always hear his name. He's a prominent figure. I thought he would have been used more. I mean, for each song to say that, like, he's not really going to be on the show all that much.
1: I think and the definitely... Blue
2: Streak fans are just very loud. I mean, he's a cool. He has a cool design. So maybe people really like the figure or whatever. This is how you True. know he's not that
0: popular. At the TF wiki site, every character I've looked at has had 5 pages of information. Blue Streak had 2. <laughs> Aww. All the information from the other 4 pages that wasn't main page all fit on one. That's <laughs> no That's way. sad. <laughs> the only time he's appeared in a cartoon is Robots in Disguise for a single episode. And apparently, uh, they repackaged his toy. They re- they packaged his toy incorrectly. So for years, people thought there was another Blue Streak who was actually blue because he's not blue, but his packaging on the art showed him being blue when you bought his toy. He is a mess. He
1: is a sad little mess. He does. He does. I think have a hollow form. Thing in the comics as well. He's enough of a character to have his own hollow form,
0: though. Did you? So did you? When you watched G One the first time, Sammy, did you? Do you remember Blue Streak at all? Nope, nope.
1: I was watching this one and I was like, oh hey, it's this Blue Streak. It's his first appearance. Do we see him again? What's his fate after the movie?
0: <laughs> Who cares? Wait, I still function. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but. I gotta do my due diligence. For all I know, there's a Blue Street fan over there who's excited about my format and been like, oh man, I could finally find out what happens to him, and then I just totally dissed him. So he's seen in the Transformers movie at Autobot City before the Decepticons attack that completely vanishes from all of space and time. <laughs> he's not in he's not in any of the Japanese comics, the manga. We just have to assume he's one of the many bodies buried under Autobot City. Oh, <laughs> He deserved better. Maybe next time he won't be born looking exactly like somebody else. (laughs) You know, he'd get Uh, a paint
1: job. Like, everyone else gets
2: to change their bodies every so often. I mean, kind of to piggyback on what you said, and (laughs) this is probably going to be twisting the knife even more. All this time, I thought Prowl was a blue streak. So I didn't even... So now Prowl is just... He's just even more nothing to me now. I thought the police car was a blue streak, but... (laughs) No. Prowl is the police car. Oh, I, I'm no. looking at I'm looking at Prowl. I was like, oh, I don't who is this? I don't know who that is. I don't like him. <laughs> he doesn't seem <laughs> oh man, I hate this. I I be mean, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it was an honest mistake, but now I feel bad. <laughs> they look nothing alike. They, I, I, mean, I don't know that. why. I just Blue Streak it just sounds like I don't know, cop to me, police to me. But no Also,
1: Blue Streak is such a nice name. Like it's such a good Transformer name. It's just used on the wrong bot.
0: <laughs> Fun fact here, but apparently Blue Streak, Hasbro didn't own the rights for it for a while because another company did for their toy when their rights lapsed. So all future versions of the toy were called Silver Streak before they regained the rights again. Oh, so oh,
2: like, oh, good. That was even more confusing for him. Yeah, I mean, the most interesting thing about him was his name and how they just take his name away and give him something stupid. Silver Streak? I don't know. That's dumb.
0: Uh, well, on that note... <laughs> We hope we haven't crushed any, any hearts of Blue Street lovers out there. <laughs> but, so we're going to sign off this episode, and we'll return with an audio cassette adventure from the Transformers. So today, signing out, I'm Sean. Thomas.
1: Hot salmon this.
0: (laughs) Uh, Good night. Thanks to TFWiki.net for information used in our character spotlight feature. Thanks for YouTube user Transformers at the Moon for hosting every deleted audio segment from every episode of the Transformers.
1: There was also another thing where Optimus, at the end of the episode, towards the end of the episode, he's like, we've suffered losses. And I'm like, who died? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) There were like... Our robots with
0: you. I know. I was like, maybe they went to get re- repaired at Ratchet, and he's like, I can only repair three of these eight right now. The rest of you are just gonna have to die. <laughs> like,
1: all right, I guess. I guess they're gone.